Hello, everyone. Welcome to the first ever edition of The Shoe with Shukri Rights on Pacifica Radio Network. Wherever you may be, however you may be listening, thank you for making this program part of your routine. This is a tremendous moment for me personally in my life and as well as my radio broadcasting career. And I couldn't be more happier and thrilled to be a part of the Pacifica Radio Network family. And more importantly, I want to take this first segment of this program, of this very first program on Pacifica Radio Network, as I am well aware of just the sheer magnitude of this moment for me personally, to take the time to talk about my story, my journey up to this point. And the reason why I want to do that is because I really want to have the opportunity to inspire someone out there that may be listening to this program for the first time and and may not know who I am. And that's completely okay. With time, starting with this program, I will begin to, you know, tell you, the listener, about me and what I bring to the table, what I bring to the program, and what I will bring on a consistent basis to these radio airwaves. Now, if I had made a bet with myself as someone who started his radio journey roughly a year and a half ago now that I would be in this position, I probably wouldn't have believed it. In order to really understand the journey that I have been on over the course of the last year and a half alone, you have to know where I have been. So I'm going to take the time now to tell you about where I have been. Before anything else, the Shoe with Shukri Writes is going to be a, a sports talk radio program. I am absolutely passionate about sports. I love sports. Sports is part of who I am, part of what I identify myself with as that crazy sports fan. But the older that I have gotten, I have simply learned to channel my emotions in a different way where I don't let my emotions lead my take or my opinion about a sports team or a particular story or a situation. Rather, I learned to take a step back and just analyze the situation for what it really is. And one thing that I've learned along the way is I've learned to find my voice and that I look forward to be able to share my voice with you on a consistent basis. And it starts with this very first program. Now, my journey, my journey has been filled with ups and downs, trials and tribulations. And one of the things that 2020 has taught me as we are now in the new year, one of the things that it has taught me is the power of patience and perseverance. My story is exactly an indication of that. When I was a young kid, I fell in love with baseball. I fell in love with radio. But before I fell in love with sports, I fell in love with radio. I fell in love with the announcer telling me what's going on, what's the latest news or the headlines going on on that particular day. And a big influence on me when I was a kid in that regard is my father. My father, every morning... When I was in elementary school, he would turn on the radio and I'll listen 
to what's happening, to what's going on. I'll listen to the broadcaster deliver the news in a certain delivery, in a certain pitch. And I would just think to myself, wow, how cool would that be if that was me? How awesome would that be if I get to do that one day? And that's how it all started. I was born and raised in New York, New York. That's where I'm from. Although I no longer live in New York, New York anymore, I still am very much a a native New Yorker through and through. The environment in which that I grew up in had a lot to do with the core values, the morals, the character, all of which has helped mold me into the person that I am. And as I got older, I began to really think about what is it that I want to do with my life? What is it that I want to do as a career? And I'll never forget this. Now, when I was 14, and this is an, an important seminal moment that my mother and I has talked about many, many times. I was 14 years old in the summer of 2006. And I remember thinking to myself, I want to become a broadcaster. I want to broadcast talking about sports, whether it was being a play-by-play broadcaster or being a sports talk host and broadcaster. At the time, my mother wasn't very sure as to whether if this would be the best idea in terms of money, in terms of would it help pay the bills, you know, as I get older. And I really began to wonder, wow, if this isn't something that she would want me to do, then what should I do with my life? Then I began to look into engineering. I began to look into other career fields where a lot of money was made. But in an amazing turn of fate, if you will, in the fall of 2007, And this was another similar moment in my life. I spent time with my father over that Thanksgiving holiday. It was my junior year of high school at the time. I'll never forget being with my father. And he asked me, what is it that I want to do? And I told him truthfully that I wanted to be a broadcaster. And then he told me, then go for it. This is what you want to do. Go for it. But give it your all. Don't procrastinate. Don't do it half-heartedly. Give everything that you have. And then a short time later, and I found out much later on in my life, my mother, my mother and my dad had a conversation. And that conversation changed everything. It was from that point on that I decided that I was going to invest my time, my future education into journalism and broadcasting. Now, also later on in my life, while I was in college, in the spring of 2012, I remember a conversation that my father and I had. And this was an important one because I had no idea what was to come. My father gave me the advice that you may have to leave where you're most comfortable with in order to pursue your dreams. I didn't understand at the time, and I didn't know it at the time, that my journey in my life 
would lead me to other places outside of New York. It would lead me to Boston. And as I got to know Boston, I got to learn more about the fabric of that city, the culture, the character, the personality, the sports scene, dare I even say. And I fell in love with Boston. It didn't happen overnight. In fact, it took time. And once I made that decision that I was going to move to Boston, that this would be the perfect city to start my radio career, I decided to make that move. But success didn't follow immediately after. For more than two years, I worked jobs just to make ends meet, just to pay the bills. But I knew deep down inside that I wasn't happy. I wasn't happy doing what I was doing. I was just doing it just to survive. And then in the summer of 2019, I landed my first opportunity working in Boston as an on-air host in which that I would host my own sports talk radio show. And that led to other opportunities. I host my own podcast that's called the Shook Rights Podcast, in which you could hear anytime, anywhere, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and as well as iHeartRadio. And that would also lead me to another opportunity hosting a second sports talk show locally in which that it would allow me to get better as an on-air host and broadcaster. And for that, I am very grateful and thankful for that. But now, I was at a point in my life this past fall where I strongly felt and believed that I needed to make another move. I needed to make another move for myself to further grow as a person, as a broadcaster, and as well as someone who absolutely loved talking sports. So I looked into opportunities to to further my radio broadcasting career. And I first learned about radio syndication. And that's where Pacifica Radio Network came in. And for that, I am incredibly grateful to the powers that be at Pacifica Radio Network for blessing me with a national platform to be able to lend my voice and my work to a national audience. And that has led me to where I am currently, doing a nationally syndicated sports talk radio show. And I'm awfully proud of this accomplishment. But me sharing the story has nothing to do with me being proud, but rather I want my story to be more of an inspiration to any of you struggling to keep your dreams alive, to keep going, even though things may be tough and difficult right now. I understand the times that we live in. We're living in a COVID world. We're still in the midst of a global pandemic. None of that is lost on me. But I also want to serve as a beacon of light, as a beacon of positivity, that even though in your life and in your environment that you're in, that you can keep pushing forth. You have to have people that believe in you. And I thank my parents from the bottom of my heart, my mother and my father, both of whom I'm very much grateful to have here with me currently is still alive and well today to believe in me and my dreams. But most importantly, to surround yourself with people 
that want to help push you to become the best version of yourself that you can become. I'm a firm believer that you, only you, can find your inner voice. And that I still consider myself to be a work in progress. By no stretch of the imagination do I consider myself to be someone who is a finished product. I'm still trying to get better every single day. As a broadcaster, as a person who talks sports, as a person who believes in the power of radio, because radio is an absolutely powerful medium, I know firsthand. And sitting here right now, I understand that my voice carries weight and the words that I choose carry weight. And all of that is important to me. It's not lost on me as to maybe there's a child out there, maybe a 10 or 11 year old child listening to the radio saying to him or herself that this is what I want to do one day. Because I was that person. I was that person when I was 10, 11 years old, listening to the radio in the morning or in the afternoons with my dad and even with my mother as she would help make breakfast for me and my sister. I was that kid. I was that person once upon a time. And I understand how incredible it is just to be even sitting here doing the show. Dreams do come true. And having the ability to share what you love with a large audience is not something that I take for granted. Because just a year and a half ago, I was just starting out as a radio broadcaster. And here I am doing a radio program, sharing it with the country, sharing it with everyone whose, whose reach can be made, whose ears are willing to lend an ear and willing to listen to what I have to say. I'm not one that carries any sort of ego. I'm not one that carries any sort of arrogance or cockiness to myself i'm just an average guy who happens to be incredibly blessed and fortunate to be able to do what i do if you ever want to reach out to me give me your thoughts about the program about what you think or what you like or dislike about the program hit me up on twitter at shukri writes as at s-h-u-k-r-i-w-r-i-g-h-t-s instagram Follow me on Instagram at srightsradio underscore. That is at S-W-R-I-G-H-T-S-R-A-D-I-O underscore. Follow me on social media. My inboxes are open. It is open for you to come talk to me, tweet at me, hit me up on Instagram, Twitter. Let me know what you think. I know I'm going to say some things at times that is going to upset you, get you thinking, Maybe it may even get you laughing. But the point of the matter is, is that I'm here to tell you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. And if for just one moment in time that you're willing to listen, I absolutely promise you that you will not be disappointed. Coming up next, I want to talk about why one particular college football head coach was better off not saying anything. And he learned the hard way that karma is real. That and much more coming up next right here. You are listening to The Shoe with Shukri Writes on Pacifica Radio Network. Chris. 
Can you put the video game controller down for a second? I can talk and play. Oh, I'm totally annihilating this punk kid in Nebraska. I just feel like you're not acting like a grown-up in our relationship. Am too, am too. Well, you know, you still ride your skateboard to work. There's the comic book collection, the race car bed. Look, I'm young at heart, but I put money to my 401k every paycheck. I picked up a few savings tips at feedthepig.org. I have control of my financial life now, and that feels pretty grown up. Put away a few bucks, feel like a million bucks. Putting some money from every paycheck into a savings account or contributing to your 401k can make a big difference later. For free ideas and easy tips on ways to save, go to feedthepig.org. That's feedthepig.org. So, I bet I look like a grown up to you now. Well, except for the footy pajamas, I'd have to agree. This message brought to you by the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants and the Ad Council. Music is a bridge between the material and the spiritual. My name is Harvey Lauer, and I'm 82. As a blind person, you have to be aware that nobody can tell you what you can or can't do. You really have to try things. My folks got me a little radio in 1940, and that was the best Christmas present I ever got. When I was 11 years old is when I started to uh, play music, play the piano, and then the accordion, and then the cello. My wife, who was also blind, was a good cook. When she died, that's when I started Meals on Wheels. America, let's do lunch. One in six seniors faces the threat of hunger, and millions more live in isolation. Drop off a hot meal and say a quick hello. Volunteer for Meals on Wheels by donating your lunch break at americaletsdolunch.org. This message brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. This is the sound of a brand new outdoor grill being hurled off a 20-story building. Now a stylish glass coffee table. An electric guitar. These are the things you could enjoy all cast into oblivion. Because when you throw away money on wasted electricity, you throw away everything you could have bought with it. Visit energysavers.gov and get tips on how to save energy and money. Then do things like switch to Energy Star light bulbs or Energy Star appliances, and you could save hundreds of dollars a year. So this doesn't happen to the recliner you've had your eye on, or this to the treadmill on your wish list, or this to the shiny new bike your kid's been asking for. Saving energy saves you money. Learn more at energysavers.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Energy and the Ad Council. Welcome back to The Shoe with Shukri Rights right here on Pacifica Radio Network. Wherever you may be, however you may be listening, thank you for making this program part of your routine. Always appreciate it. I just want to give you the opportunity to follow me on social media. In case if you may have missed the first segment of the program, follow me on Twitter at Shukri Writes. That's at S-H-U-K-R-I-W-R-I-G-H-T-S. Follow me on Instagram at S-Writes Radio. That is at S-W-R-I-G-H-T-S Radio, R-A-D-I-O underscore. I wanted to have the opportunity to talk about Ohio State versus Clemson. And although I could sit here and talk about the X's and O's of what happened during the game as Justin Field looked absolutely phenomenal, but that's not really where I want to lead this conversation. And this is because 
Life has an interesting way of teaching us lessons when we need to learn. And sometimes talking excessively is not necessarily the best thing. It's not the best course of action. Especially if you're a head coach of a dominant football program, you need to be looking for ways to gain a competitive advantage. And I'm not talking by cheating. I'm talking finding ways to give your team an opportunity to win games. Now, Dabble Sweeney, I get it. The man has won a couple of national championships in college football the last few years. 2016, 2018. I'll give him that. Fine. But disrespecting your opponent is never a good idea in any sport. Especially in football where I will tell you that any football team is looking for any sort of motivation to go out and really dominate. Completely destroy their opponent. Dabo Sweeney thought he was above it all, apparently, when he went out and proclaimed that Ohio State was the 11th best team in the country. Oh, is that so? Because last time I checked, Ohio State the last couple of years have been consistently been among the best teams in college football. Now, I get that 2020, there was nothing remotely normal about the year, about the college football season that was. I get all of that. Fine. But don't sit here and disrespect your opponent by saying that they're beneath us. Because that's exactly what he was saying. Although he didn't say it verbatim, but he went out there and said, well, this team is beneath us. They're they're not among the top four teams in the country that's playing for a national title. Oh, really? So now you give Ohio State, you give Justin Fields the extra ammunition to go out there and perform at a high level in which it turned out to be pretty historic, if I'm being completely honest. I mean, I I look at Dabble Sweeney, And I say to myself, what were you thinking when you said what you said? Because you should be concerned about motivating your team, not your opponent. And (laughs) you did a pretty good job of motivating your opponent. Congratulations, by the way. You're out of the college football playoff. Ohio State's moving on. I don't know how could you possibly sit here and you look at this and you say, wow, Dabble Sweeney, you did yourself a number. Because guess what? Justin Fields threw for six touchdowns. And the number one thing I look at was, oh, my, oh, my. Justin Fields is exactly who I thought he was. Because so much has been made about the 2021 NFL draft in terms of, who are the best quarterback prospects? We all know about Trevor Lawrence, the golden the golden guy with the golden locks, the hair flow, the great arm that he has at Clemson. Oh, he's a once-in-a-generation talent. Can't miss. But we also knew about Justin Fields and just how good of a quarterback Justin Fields is. 
before the season began, if you sat here and you told me that the two favorites to win the Heisman Trophy were going to be Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields, I would have told you, yes, you are absolutely correct. Because that's how good Justin Fields has been. And oh, by the way, this is the same guy who went out and pushed the Big Ten to have a football season. And look where he is now. It wasn't easy to begin with. And then, oh, by the way, the Big Ten got up to a delayed start. And through it all, Justin Fields and, and the Ohio State Buckeyes said, you know what? We are going to absolutely take what's been given and make the best of it. Listen, in recent weeks, we've talked about how important Justin Fields is to the Ohio State Buckeyes offense. But we can't forget about Trey Sermon. Trey Sermon has been absolutely amazing in the last couple of weeks. Remember, in the Big Ten Championship game, Sermon rushed for 331 yards, which is, by the way, a school record. Prior to that, he only rushed for 344 yards in the first five games. Think about that. Sermon was just as big in the college football playoff game against Clemson. He did have 193 yards on the ground, which was needed to balance the passing attack in which Ohio State came with. Because, listen, no matter what you said or what you felt, Ohio State was going to come out throwing the ball because they have that kind of offense. Justin Fields, Trey Sermon, I mean, goodness grief. That passing attack, as we as you saw in the college football playoff game against Clemson, was absolutely there for all to see that was all on display. My oh my you talk about sermon who had 61 yards receiving as well to go along with 193 yards on the ground which gave him a combined 254 yards all-purpose yards running and receiving combined but you talk about a guy who i really believe is going to be a pretty good quarterback at the next level but Here's the thing going back to Justin Fields. And that is that Justin Fields did most of the damage in the game against Clemson after taking an absolutely cowardly of a hit from Clemson linebacker James Skalski, which led to Skalski being ejected from the game. And you talk about not only showing his talent, but the grit and the determination to continue to play through that game, especially with a painful rib injury, that shows that shows me a lot. And yes, I'm going to be one of those that says very bluntly and openly that that performance definitely raised Justin Fields' stock in the NFL draft come the spring. I will even go as far as to say this. I look at Justin Fields and I say, Wow, you show me an awful lot. You show me what you can do, your willingness to play through pain, through adversity. He went through his fair share of adversity in 2020. But for him to put on the show that he did in a college football playoff against Clemson, 
a team that has gotten to the national title game in the previous two years. That's pretty impressive. That's very, very impressive. But what's even more impressive to me is when you look back at that game and you look at what Clemson was able to do offensively and you talk about Dabo Sweeney continued to disrespect Ohio State, there is no way that you were going to tell me that Ohio State wasn't going to come out motivated, ready to fire on all cylinders. That wasn't going to happen. That was not going to happen. And they sure enough did. By the time we got to halftime, to be frank with you, I thought that this game was over. I mean, offensively, Ohio State looked absolutely phenomenal. And Trey Sermon was the biggest difference maker in the game. Yes, Justin Fields threw for six touchdowns, but Trey Sermon really made a huge difference. This is no disrespect to Justin Fields at all. However, I will also point this fact out as well. The running game was important in that game against Clemson. For example, Clemson. Look at the Clemson side of things. You talk about Travis Etienne. You talk about a guy who who rushed for 107 yards against the Buckeyes in the last season's Fiesta Bowl. Ohio State made it a point that Etienne was not going to be a factor in that game. That's the part that I found to be really important and impressive at the same time, that Ohio State wasn't just going to beat you offensively, that they were going to take away, arguably, your best option on offense, apart from Trevor Lawrence. Travis Etienne wasn't even much of a factor. He only had 32 yards on 10 carries. So, all in all, let this be a lesson learned for Dabo Sweeney. Save your talking for on the field. Don't try to disrespect your opponent by giving them bulletin board material. Here's the irony in all of this, by the way. Don't you know that this is the same coach who for years has said, well, Clemson is disrespected. Oh, Clemson is overlooked. They don't get the credit they deserve. Partly because of the confidence that they play in, but no. This has been one of the best programs in the country that plays in a pretty good conference, and that is the ACC. Yet, you were the one dishing out the disrespect to Ohio State. Oh, they don't belong here. They only played seven games or six games going into the college football matchup against Clemson. How ironic. How ironic is it, huh? The man who throws stones, who lives in a glass house, is the one who has to live with cleaning up the mess of the broken glass. Broken glass equals broken dreams of a national championship and another one with Trevor Lawrence who, by all accounts, is expected to declare himself for the 2021 NFL Draft. As for what happens next, who knows? I just hope that Dabo Sweeney does not make the same mistake again in the future. You shouldn't throw stones at it if you live in a glass house. And Dabo Sweeney is living proof that you can't be throwing stones and you got nothing to show forth. And now you got to live with the embarrassment of 
the fact that not only Trevor Lawrence did not have a good game, but your running game was almost non-existent. So basically being non-existent, I'm just going to be honest about it and not be too nice. So I'll ask you this, college football fans out there. Was this matchup between Ohio State and Clemson an indication of what kind of quarterback Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields will be? Or do you think that both teams game-planned each other to the point where it was going to be a matter of execution? I think that Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence will be two pretty good quarterbacks in the NFL. But I do think also that if you look at Ohio State, you look at what they have accomplished this season so far, they still got a national championship game to play against Alabama on January the 11th. I do think that this is a game that we're going to look back on and say, man, Dabo Sweeney was absolutely better off not saying anything to motivate his opponent at all. Coming up next, there's a team in the National League West who is the new threat to the Los Angeles Dodgers. Who is that team? Keep it locked in, and you're listening to The Shoe with Shukri Wrights on Pacifica Radio Network. John, we can't keep putting this off. Okay, I'll clean the gutters. I'm talking about your dad. Well, what can we do? He wants to stay in his house. We can make his house safer. Yeah, I worry about the steps. Perfect world, there are no steps, but he does have steps. And that banister only goes halfway up. And all those little throw rugs are falls waiting to happen. So what about his prescription meds? If he forgets and takes them twice, he could get really dizzy. Right. We could get him one of those daily pill counters. And he should have some sturdy hand grips in the bathroom and shower. This is all easy to do. You know he's a proud guy. He's not going to take all our fussing lying down. That's the idea. For older people, falling and breaking a hip can be devastating. For more tips on making homes safer, visit orthoinfo.org slash falls. A message from the American Academy of Orthopedic Surgeons and the Orthopedic Trauma Association. Now please, clean the gutters. Just be careful on the ladder. This is the city where danger lurks. Today, a new creature walks among us, causing fear mayhem and injury stay back children look out for the dreaded digital deadwalkers they're not looking out for you with faces pressed against their little handheld devices they put all good citizens in harm's way hey pal pardon you the digital deadwalkers are multiplying until their behavior patterns can be modified The American Academy of Orthopedic Surgeons warns all innocent people to stay alert. Better yet, to step up and speak out. Hey, dude, I'm walking here. Oh, sorry, I didn't see you. A public service message from the American Academy of Orthopedic Surgeons who want to keep everyone well-connected with healthy bones. Can you tell if the surfaces in this kitchen are crawling with bacteria that could cause chronic arthritis? Listen. Can't, can you? You can't see it either. Wash surfaces, utensils, and hands frequently with soapy water while preparing food. 
especially when handling raw meats or eggs. Raw food may contain bacteria that can make you very sick or worse. One in six Americans will get sick from food poisoning this year, and roughly 3,000 will die. But you can keep your family safer by cleaning with soap and water as you go. Learn more about this and other important information. Check your steps at foodsafety.gov. That's foodsafety.gov. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Agriculture, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. Welcome back to The Shoe with Shukri Rights on Pacifica Radio Network. During this final segment, I want to have the opportunity to talk baseball. One thing about me, and you'll learn this with time as time goes on, is that I absolutely love baseball. Baseball is the first sport that I actually fell in love with. I love hockey. I'll talk hockey on this program. I love the NFL. I'll talk even some college football from time to time, as I did in the previous segment. But I absolutely love baseball to the core. Although baseball in itself has driven me absolutely off the wall at times, the love for the sport is still very much there, and it's strong. When you watch small market teams improve, whether it be through drafting, replenishing the farm system, improving the major league roster, I can't help but to look at that particular team with a little sparkle in the eye. And I look at that team and I say, this is a team that I'm going to absolutely look out for. Going into 2020, that team was the Chicago White Sox, and that Chicago White Sox team is a team that is still on the rise in the American League. Now, in the National League, that team, without question, in my mind, is the San Diego Padres. Man, if 2020 was any indication as to how good the San Diego Padres can be and frankly possibly will be in the next few years, we are all going to be in for quite a treat. Let me tell you something that you probably haven't heard yet. The San Diego Padres will overtake the Los Angeles Dodgers as the best team in the National League in the next two years. Mark my words. I know the Dodgers, they have the big payroll, they have the stars, but you look at the San Diego Padres, and if you're a Dodger fan listening to this program, let me tell you this. The Padres should actually scare you. Let me tell you why. In case if you haven't heard, the Padres went out and bolstered their rotation in a big way. They first went out and acquired Blake Snell, the ace of the Tampa Bay Rays, in a trade with the Tampa Bay Rays. And they followed that up with a deal with the Chicago Cubs to bring right-hander Hugh Darvish, who, by the way, was just the runner-up for the 2020 National League Cy Young Award. And what's even amazing about this is that this is all on the heels of the Padres losing Mike Clevenger for the 2021 season. That in itself is astonishing when you consider that Clevenger was acquired at the trade deadline for the San Diego Padres to be a big piece for them moving forward. 
And the Padres knew that they were going to be without Clevenger once they found out the extent of the injury. They said, you know what? We're not going to stand pat and stand idle. We are going to be aggressive. We're going to make deals that's going to improve our ball club moving forward. (laughs) Did they ever? Did they ever? Let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. The Padres rotation right now should absolutely scare you, especially if you're a Dodger fan. This Padre rotation is young. They have a lot of guys who could throw 95 and up. And just to give you an example of who I'm talking about, Darvish can still get this fastball up there. Blake Snell from the left side can throw 95 and up. Chris Paddock, great, great power stuff all the way through and through. And Dennison Lemet, who I wholeheartedly believe that he has a chance to be an impact player in this rotation. And that's all without Mike Clevenger, who will miss the 2021 season. But imagine if you had a healthy Mike Clevenger on just how terrifying that pitching rotation alone on paper can be for the San Diego Padres. I'm telling you right now, the Padres already in itself, they are going to challenge the Los Angeles Dodgers in the National League West in 2021. You're going to have a 162-game season. This will not be a truncated 60-game season like it was in 2020. So it is going to be a dogfight between the Dodgers and the Padres in 2021. Listen, the Dodgers, they are still the class of the National League West. I'm not disrespecting the Dodgers one bit as they are the defending World Series champions, and rightfully so. I like the Dodgers in terms of talent, in terms of what they have on this roster. From the Cody Bellingers of the world to Mookie Betts of the world. You talk about the pitching. It's clear that Walker Buehler has become the ace of the staff. Clayton Kershaw, a future Hall of Famer. Still a very good pitcher in his own right. The Dodger bullpen. They they will be okay come 2021. I like Urias. I like Baez. I like the closer Kenley Jansen. They still have pieces to contend in the National League West. This isn't a question about whether if the Dodgers will still continue to go unchallenged in the West. It's a point of the Padres are now that threat to the Dodgers in the National League West. That division is no longer a one-team wrecking crew, the Dodgers, as it has been for the last several years. Sorry, but the fact of the matter is that the Dodgers, in all of the glory that they have, in terms of finally winning the World Series, finally getting the big fish almost a year ago and acquiring rookie bets from the Boston Red Sox. The Padres are that team. And here's why the Padres, in my opinion, are going to absolutely be scary. Just thinking about just the talent in the rotation for the Padres. By the way, Lamette, Snell, and Darvish, they are three of the 11 pitchers with at least 140 innings and have averaged at least 11 strikeouts per nine innings 
from 2019 to 2020. This is not a soft contact pitching staff. This is the pitching staff that can strike guys out that have the stuff to win in postseason baseball. And I will say this here, and I will be very consistent about this very point. Power pitching wins in October. It matters. History has proven that again and again and again. You need power pitching to win in October. Well, what what recent examples can I think of? No problem. 2003, the Florida Marlins, Josh Beckett, the rookie Dontrell Willis. 2004, you look at the Boston Red Sox, Kurt Schilling, Pedro Martinez. 2001, arguably the greatest one-two punch that we've seen in our lifetime. Kurt Schilling and Randy Johnson. By the way, I believe both guys struck out over 300 batters each that season. And in recent memory, you talk about the 2009 Yankees. You talk about guys like CeCe Sabathia in the prime of his career. A.J. Burnett as well. The point is, you need power pitching to win in October. It matters. The Padres, (laughs) they have no shortage of power pitchers who can strike guys out, as I mentioned, in Lamette, Blake Snell, and Hugh Darvish. And then, oh, by the way, Chris Paddock, Adrian Morejon, Mackenzie Gore, Joey Lucchesi, and Ryan Weathers. They're going to be battling out for the final two spots in that rotation. But when I tell you that this Padres team in 2021, just the pitching alone, and I haven't even talked about their lineup, but the pitching alone should scare the rest of the National League if they all can stay healthy and that they can perform at a high level in a way that I think that they can and I I believe that they can. This is one team in the West that is going to give the Dodgers the run for their money. And position players. (laughs) I mean, Manny Machado, we know what he can do offensively. He can give you 30 home runs. He can give you 100 runs batted in. Eric Hosmer. And then Fernando Tatis Jr. This kid is absolutely special. It's only a matter of time before the San Diego Padres Lock him up to a long-term deal. It's not a matter of if, it's when. In fact, I was just reading this the other day that the Padres, after making those two big deals to acquire Hugh Darvish and Blake Snell, that the Padres, they are going to be looking to extend Fernando Tatis Jr. So that should be great news for the San Diego Padres fan base. And it wouldn't surprise me that they get a deal done sooner than later. But man, you look at the 2021 upcoming baseball season, it is going to be exciting. It's going to be very exciting. It's puzzling that the hostile season has been as quiet as it's been so far. Much has been made about where's Trevor Bauer going to sign? Where is George Springer going to sign? You know, we haven't heard a peep. And so much has been made about 
the New York Mets and their, and their rich owner, Steve Cohen. He's going to go out and sign all the big fish in the free agent market. Radio silence. We are now in early January, and neither guy has been signed yet. And then, oh, by the way, spring training starts in a month. Spring training starts in a month's time. And the hot stove season hasn't really gotten off to the blazing start that I had hoped. So should you be concerned as a baseball fan? I wouldn't say necessarily concerned, but you should be asking questions as to why that is. I understand the pandemic and its financial ramifications that it has had on Major Baseball. But you'd think that teams would be willing to spend but you haven't seen that so far. I'd wonder why, but I think the obvious answer is that with the lack of revenue coming in from the gate in terms of the lack of fans, all 30 teams in Major League Baseball took a financial loss in 2020. All of them did, which means teams are not going to be inclined to spend as much, if at all, as previous off-seasons. I'm not surprised, but I would think that if you are any of those teams out there, even the Padres, why not take a run at a guy like Trevor Bauer? You can never have too much pitching, right? I mean, what do you have to lose? You've already proven that you're willing to make the trade. Why not go out there and make the signing? After all, can you imagine the following for the Padres? Bauer, Darvish, Snell, Paddock. Do you not understand just how frightening that one through four could possibly be? And then, oh, by the way, Trevor Bauer's success in 2020 is no fluke at all. Absolutely no fluke at all. And then you go into a pitcher-friendly ballpark that is Petco Park. Success in a spacious outfield. And this is a guy that can strike guys out, as evident by his strikeouts per nine innings. And that he does not give up a whole lot of runs either. That could be a possible win-win situation for the San Diego Padres. But Padre fans can only imagine. Listen, baseball, baseball is everything to me. And just talking about it alone Makes me excited, makes me giddy, makes me fired up for the upcoming season. And guess what? I'll be the first to tell you that baseball is going to have some compelling storylines in 2021. It's not a matter of if. It's a matter of how good this Padres team can be in the National League West. I fully expect them to be a contender. I expect them to win the division. I expect the Padres to dethrone the Los Angeles Dodgers and win the National League West in 2021. I have very little reason to believe that will happen. The Dodgers, with all due respect, I think they're going to take a step back in 2021. Early? Yeah. Early prediction? Sure. Take it for what it's worth. But the fact of the matter is, Padres, I expect them to win the National League West in 2021. Coming up next, final thoughts right here on The Shoe, with Shukri writes right here on Pacifica Radio Network. 
I spend a lot of time in the backyard, and I'm the center of attention at summer barbecues. In 96, I made some of the tastiest s'mores you've ever had. In 01, we stayed up all night telling ghost stories with the neighbors. Yeah, I know I've got a bit of wear and tear. And sadly, in 09, it was me, your backyard fire pit that accidentally started a wildfire. When a summer breeze carried one of my embers into some dry brush. Sparks from an improperly extinguished fire pit can start a wildfire. Spark a change, not a wildfire. Visit SmokeyBear.com, brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Only you can prevent wildfires. Take a look under your bed. Find stuff under there? What about jobs? No? Now try your basement. There's a pair of overalls that overall you're not so into anymore. A perfectly good laptop that hasn't sat in your lap in months. And even more stuff, but still no jobs? Well, you really have both. See, stuff is defined as household articles considered as a group. Sometimes this stuff is no longer needed. Wait, no longer needed? That can't be right. Because remember those jobs you were looking for? Those are really needed, and they're the stuff inside your stuff even inside that winter coat that moved with you to Phoenix. Our job is to unlock those jobs, and it starts when you donate your stuff to your local Goodwill. Here's how we do it. When you donate to Goodwill, we sell your stuff to provide job training for people right here in your community. So just by teaming up with Goodwill, you help create jobs. And isn't that worth parting with the leftover guitar from your 80s cover band? Goodwill. Donate stuff, create jobs. Find your nearest donation center at goodwill.org. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first computer. When I grow up, I want to be a glass countertop in a new home. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's best birthday present. When I grow up, I want to be a football stadium. When I grow up, I want to be a warm place on a cold day. When I grow up, I want to be a fancy backsplash. I want to be a bike that races around the when country. When I grow up, I want to be a bench on a forest when I trail. Grow up, I want to be a rocking chair on when a sunny I up, porch. I want to be a skyscraper. I want to be a... 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 When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me, I won't be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. A public service advertisement brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council. You're listening to The Shoe with Shukri Wright on Pacifica Radio Network. Thank you for tuning in to the program. Just want to offer you my final thoughts on this program as I wrap it up with just a few minutes left on this program. And I want to first start off by saying to all of you who have listened into the show, thank you for listening to the show. I deeply appreciate it. A lot of work and time and effort has gone into preparing for this program. And I hope that you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed giving you my takes on what's happening in sports. Now, I like to talk about different topics in different leagues. And depending on what's the hottest news of the day, I like to touch on it. And I want to have an opportunity to talk a little bit about the NFL, especially given what has happened and what has transpired. 
I want to give you my opinion on the Cleveland Browns making the postseason for the first time since 2002. And that's a big deal. And that's something that should be celebrated. I had a funny conversation with someone close to me. And there was just a lot of hate, a lot of talking down on the Cleveland Browns and that this is a team that is, you know, not that good. All you did was face a bunch of backups of the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I said, listen, this is a team that hasn't made the postseason in 18 years. Why not be a little happy for them? I don't see any crime in that. While on the other hand, I had the opportunity to watch the Eagles in the Redskins game to wrap up the 2020 NFL regular season. And I cannot believe that Doug Peterson would actually make moves that would signal, oh, we're just going to throw this game away because, oh, if we lose, we'll have the sixth overall draft pick in the 2021 NFL draft. While in the process, it's still a meaningful game for both the Washington Redskins and the New York Giants. However, at this point, you're just saying to yourself, how much of a foolish head coach Doug Peterson really is. You didn't want to believe it. I didn't want to believe it at first. But at this point, I'm just going to sit back and enjoy the ride and watch what happens as what will the Eagles do next? Because it's a train wreck with the Philadelphia Eagles right now in Philadelphia. That's going to be all for this edition of The Shoe with Shukri Wrights. I had a blast talking with you on this program. I most certainly look forward to doing this again and continue to get better with this program and grow with you, the audience. Hit me up on Twitter at Shukri Wrights. Hit me up on Instagram at SWritesRadio underscore. I look forward to talking with you again on the next edition of The Shoe with Shukri Wrights right here on Pacifica Radio Network. Hit me up on social media if you want to have a conversation. Talk furthermore about what I've talked about on the program. Look forward to chatting with you again next time, my friend. Take care.